Welcome to the worst roller coaster podcast on the internet. Now, let's join Ben and Zach as they tell you why your favorite coaster sucks. I'm Zach, and Mary Jane is my best friend. I'm Ben, and I'm in Sacktown. And I am Dale, and uh, yeah, coasters and stuff. Holy shit, y'all, we got fucking Coaster Daddy in the house. That's right, Daddy's in the house. What's up, man? How you doing? Thanks for being here. Oh, yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on the show. Much, uh, much appreciated. Very uh, happy re- to do this. It's a real pleasure. And, of course, for everybody out there, you can catch Dale's videos. Like I said, Coaster Daddy, that's your name on YouTube and uh, Instagram. Yes, you Coaster Daddy else? official on Instagram um, and Coaster Daddy on Facebook. So, yeah, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Go check out the videos. Go give them a like. Check those pictures. All the good shit. Yep. So, uh, so what's the name? What's in the name? How'd you get Coaster Daddy? Um, well, I was trying to come, I had, I was tossing around a couple different ideas when I decided to start a channel and it was actually my wife and her friend that suggested coaster daddy as sort of like a joke. And when they said it, I'm like, holy shit, that's my fucking name. That's what I'm doing. It's perfect. No, nice. I mean, it's good. It's good too. Cause there's a lot of gay people in the coaster community and, uh, <laughs> very, yeah, very true. common gay, gay t- joke. So. I'm assuming you're not gay, but that's cool. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not, but yeah, it's. I just thought it was a perfect name. It's like, absolutely. He's not gay, so don't get fooled by the name. But he's all about he's all about uh, supporting the gay folks. I'm sure. That's right. That's right. My my best friend is actually gay, so uh, yeah. Hey, same here. No nice, nice. Put those cards in your back pocket. There you go. So don't go to Coaster Daddy looking for the wrong shit. That's right. That's right. Keep those dicks away. <laughs> Keep your dicks in your pants. And, and we'll let's all good. enjoy the ride. Yeah. The, the coaster ride, not the dick ride. <laughs> so what you sipping on tonight, Dale? Well, I'm uh, drinking some black Mick Cafe coffee out of my lightning rod mug. And uh, lots of water as well. Got two full glasses of water here, so hopefully I don't have to take a piss before the end of the show. Oh, keeping it drained and ener- energized. I like it. <laughs> ben, what are you sipping on tonight? I have about uh, 1.5 liters of water in a giant uh, stainless steel container. That's it for now. Boom. Y'all are putting me to shame. I've got... A double vodka with a cheap ass energy drink. So, you know, <laughs> I guess I'll be the one that's all messy by the end of the episode. No, no repeats. <laughs> We're good. We're good on all that. Nobody needs to hear me get drunk on a podcast another time. Um, maybe, maybe when Ben can join me, that'll be different. Or just go back to the entire backlog of podcasts and you'll have about. Six months of us drinking on a show. <laughs> yeah, it's easy enough to find any shows, any number of shows where we're all drinking. So if that's what you're oh, in yeah. need of, it's out there. So uh, holy shit. 
I always say that. That's my new catchphrase. Holy shit. Uh, we like to trade off on these news stories. So, Dale, if you want to take the first one. All right. No um, Cedar Point is giving away 150 free lifetime tickets. Um, for details on how to enter, you can visit ticketofalifetime.com. Put my entry in today. Oh, nice. I- I'll have to do that still. Well, see, I always get the platinum pass. So it- I wonder if you can upgrade those free lifetime tickets to platinum pass. What do you, what do you guys think about that? Do you think I they would like let they you wouldn't. do that? I feel like they would be a dick Probably and not, not let you do that. Yeah, they pro- that's how I feel too. Yeah, they're probably like, no, well, that's Cedar Fair, and this is Cedar Point. (laughs) Some bullshit like that, yeah. Yeah, it's a free gold pass for life. They're like, you know, just be happy you got a free gold pass. Yeah. (laughs) I think think that's actually pretty clever because they know that all of the people, or a lot of the people probably applying for this already have, are going to be getting platinum passes. So it's like, they're going to be getting them anyway. So fuck it. Yeah, lifetime, sure. Why not? Yeah, they're they're very well aware of that, I'm sure. Watch them give them all away to people in like Hawaii and Europe and oh my gosh, <laughs> Japan. Like well, congratulations. Like, remember, <laughs> well, remember um it was probably like 12 years ago when you could get a free universal ticket um online just by going to the website. Oh wow. And you could, like it was like uh during a Super Bowl. It was like a Super Bowl ad and it was like Go to Universal oh, in the next hour and get a free admission ticket. Damn, um, that is a deal. But only like I think only like you know eight percent of the people who actually did it actually showed up that year. So yeah, yeah, it's I could totally just imagine their website leader. crashing. Oh yeah, I'm sure that probably did happen. Um, I know with this one like. They're giving away a couple prizes, and it looked like from the list, a lot of them were centered around admission discounts. So it's probably pretty likely you'll that everybody who enters will at some point win a discounted admission. Ah. Because the, okay. rules, the rules, as far as I understood them, were where you get one entry per week, and it goes until August. Just opened up as of the date of recording. So get, get your asses on over there. You can enter once a week. Right and if on. you win, let us know. We want to interview you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, g- good luck, as they say at casinos. <laughs> All right, Ben, you got this next one? So uh, there's a pitch... <sighs> There's a petition to help. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a petition to help save Indiana Beach, and it's gathered about twenty thousand signatures in twenty four hours. So I'm not surprised. Um, I have a feeling that whoever's doing all of this behind the scenes is probably coming up with some really good strategies to get the maximum profit. Kind of like what you guys are talking about before the show, um, and. Uh, what else? Oh yeah, Fun Stop Fun Spot declined to purchase the park. They said they weren't interested. So maybe they're like, uh, maybe they're kind of doing what Amazon did when they announced the second headquarters to get everyone all riled up. Maybe they're just trying to you know stir up interest and 
maybe they're trying to see like they're going to see who's going to bend over backwards the most or you know pay the most yeah you don't like you don't just sell a park like there's there's a plan behind it yeah yeah i wouldn't doubt it at all i mean that's I think why Fun Spot walked away is because Apex probably saw the interest. If it wasn't directly coordinated by them, like you were saying, then they saw the interest and were like, mm, "Well, we you can know, up the price by a bunch." Does anybody actually believe that Indiana Beach, that Apex Parks, was really trying to find a buyer before they announced the closure? Does anybody believe that? I'm sure there was something going on behind the scenes, yeah. I, I like don't. I I feel like maybe they approached a couple people that they would have liked to buy it maybe, but like nobody knew about, you know, all of this before they announced the closure. So I'm just I'm just wondering what was going on they're before like, that. They're like we sent an email to the Disney company and we didn't hear a response. Yeah. So Yeah, so no potential <laughs> buyers. <laughs> Yeah, we we put out a tweet. (laughs) DM for info. (laughs) We put a Craigslist ad up. I mean, the sad thing about that park is that, you know, if you take the park away, it is pretty good real estate. Um, Oh, yeah. I'm not in favor of it, but, I mean, you could build some pretty nice, like, condos or yeah kind of like resort it, type things on that so that's that's exactly what's going to happen if indiana beach does end up you know biting the dust um that's exactly what's going to happen i think right because unless you like i mean unless you invest a shit ton of money into the park and you make the admission like 60 bucks a day there's a very capped amount of revenue you can get from that park versus yeah you know condos or hotels or anything like that yeah, I Definitely, read in one article yeah. they were talking about trying to turn it into like a waterfront shopping district. Oh gosh. And like I could totally see it. it's like Soto Sopa for my South Park fans. Yeah. <laughs> like I I could totally see that without question. Yeah, theme parks barely break I, even. Yeah, I could see that. Right, yeah, the profit margin's so thin for running a park yeah. that it's like Honestly, yeah, parks barely make any money. Like it, yeah, it's, and it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, so if some developer can come in and know they're getting rent on a bunch of commercial properties month after month, then of course they're going to take that. Mm-hmm. Just sucks for all of us coaster fans and people yeah. who like really enjoyed the park and very blah, unfortunate. Blah. I, I I love those old school CCIs, and you know if. You know, these parks going away, like we're going to lose a ton of those. So. Rip, rip. Yeah, I mean, beyond if Indiana Beach and Fantasy Island, those get taken out. There's really not. It's like Boss and uh, New Mexico Rattler. Yeah. New New Mexico Rattler looks like a really underrated ride. Looks awesome. Yeah, I wrote it back in – so I wrote it in 2012, and then I oh, wrote really? it in 27 – no, 2018. And, yeah, it's it's good. It's a little rough. Um, but That's fine the, with me. Yeah, the fun thing about the, the CCIs, though, is, or the CCI coasters is, like, they have uh, laterals where there probably shouldn't be laterals just because it's a wooden structure. And yeah. you can definitely tell where the wear and tear is happening. 
Um, but what's fun about CCIs is that they have those like really small radius um, tops of bunny hills. So when you you get pretty oh, good at yeah. that, bro. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good ride. It's a good ride. Definitely. I mean, can't say go to New Mexico and ride it, but if you're ever in the area. Oh, I'll, I'll definitely get to that if I'm anywhere around there. Also go to Meow Wolf if you're ever going to ride. Go to New Mexico. Meow Wolf is fucking awesome. Meow Wolf. <laughs> yeah, it looks really cool. good. It's like a, it's basically a giant psychedelic playground. So it was designed by artists who took a lot of acid and it's basically meant for people to go and trip balls and experience Holy like <laughs> 3D immersive arts, full sensory experiences with like sound and sense and yeah, it's it's nuts. Damn. Oh, that sounds crazy. Uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, do your acid after you ride the New Mexico Rattler, though. <laughs> Not yeah, before. Don't, don't, do, don't do what my friend and I did, and I won't say it on the show, but, yeah. <laughs> we kind of did that. Made that mistake. <laughs> Basically, I, we, were, we were hanging out, and then it was like, oh, actually, the park doesn't open for another hour. Shit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so take your psychedelics after you ride the ride that sounds like good advice <laughs> i'd say have a drink smoke a little weed or whatever but wait to drop your acid or take your shrooms until you've already ridden the ride successfully um Cool. The Secret Knife Life of Pets ride at Universal Hollywood is going to be open on March 27th. Okay, Was this a movie? I've heard of this ride, but what the hell is it? Because I have no idea what it is. Okay, yeah, it is a movie, Ben. Uh, Dale, I... Oof, it's Universal, so I'm sure there's a bunch of screens. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Like, I've seen the movie. I've seen Secret Life Life of Pets. Like, it's a pretty cute movie, you know? Pretty good. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know anything about the ride, so. Well, hopefully you'll make a good ride. I don't know. I figure, yeah. you know, we need some stuff that's not Indiana Beach driven in this news cycle this week. So, I, I love the uh, th- there's one part in Secret Life of Pets where they're just like jamming out to System of a Down. It's freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I know you'll appreciate that. So Absolutely. I'm definitely a metal guy. Same. So fucking. A. Was Secret Life of Pets? Was it um? Fuck. Was it like that furry movie with um? What the fuck was that called? You know what I I'm talking we, about. It wasn't like. Maybe, you're thinking of um. I think you're thinking oh, of oh shit. Zootopia. What's it called? Uh, Zootopia. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And Zootopia was actually a really good movie, by the way. I did see that, too. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen either. I, d- I know, yeah, Zootopia was definitely, like, furry adjacent. They, they yeah, knew my, what they were doing with that one. That's, like, like my best friend got, like, wet over that movie. He's a furry. So, like, <laughs> one time, I remember one time I made a joke to him about, like, I only rate it, like, an 8.5 out of 10, and he got so mad. <laughs> Damn, he's like it's a he's like it's a perfect movie, and I'm like I'm just joking, man. 
little too close to home there, Dale. Yeah. <laughs> we're, right. But yeah, we're dicks to each other, so it's all good. So. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe he'll be really excited about maybe. the secret life of Pat's ride. Yeah, maybe I'll have to to let him know. You know, he he's not an enthusiast, by the way. So whatever he knows comes from me. But yeah. well, all it takes is one ride. So yeah. <laughs> all right, Dale. Next one's on you. All right. So I'm sorry. I just have to laugh as I read this. <laughs> I mean, this is almost a related story now that I'm thinking yeah. about what we were talking about. Yeah, I was gonna say, I, yeah. uh, I, I, I've met some people out in Seattle that would definitely uh, d- d- get into this. Yeah. So Toronto's Toronto's first inflatables theme park is opening soon. I have no idea what this is. I don't know if I want to know. <laughs> the the innocent part of me wants to believe it's a bunch of wacky wacky rubber inflatable flailing tube mans. Yeah, I but. feel like that's probably what it is. You know, I'm going to look this up actually. I'm I'm going to go to this link. Uh Oh, you know what? Okay. I it's like it's basically just like a playground, an inflatable playground. Um, uh, so they have one of these, they actually have one of these out in Sacramento. Um, so, but what it is, it's like on top of water. So it's like a giant inflatable playground over a lake. So it's kind of cool, but definitely, yeah. definitely for kids. I mean, gotcha. Oh yeah. All right, no, okay. no high heels. <laughs> <laughs> Studded belts. Yeah. Jokers. No just sharp like, objects. Just dump like silicone lube over everything. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> That'd be like a jackass prank. <laughs> yeah, that shit does not come out that easily. Um, <laughs> be hosing that shit down for years. <laughs> All right, so Dorney Park is looking to expand their liquor license. Cheers. So Ooh, I'm not sure what's going up. on over there, but uh, yeah, that, that's. Uh, Let's get some drinks at Dorney Park. I mean, good for them. Better than you know that makes that makes the wait for a new coaster a little easier. Yeah. <laughs> Dorney new coaster. <laughs> Speaking of Dorney though, Talon is such a good ride. I've oh my gosh, that like that years. ride looks amazing. Like it looks really underrated. I love the inverts that I've been on. And Talon like I'm going to Dorney Park for the first time in June actually. Um and I think Talon looks amazing. Yeah, it's it's pretty much the only invert that has high speed low to the ground turns like that. And yeah. just those turns make the ride. So, yeah, Dor- Dorney has some some unique rides for sure. I mean, you know, with Hydra, you know, and like in that, it's like some really interesting stuff there. So, Hydra. So Hydra reminds me of like No Limits One when you import your track into the Heartliner, but you keep importing it like over and over and over and over again. So like, there's absolutely like no forces. Oh, <laughs> it's like super swishy. 
Okay, yeah. It's weird. I think B and M learned that. I think after after they built that ride, they're like, "All right, this is a little, this is a little too lame." Yeah, like I I I rode Copperhead Strike last year, and I love the JoJo roll on that. But I feel like with those like with those B and M over the shoulders, it would just be kind of awkward. I I don't know. It seems kind of weird with the the floorless trains. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's just a weird ride. Like the, I mean, Copperhead Strike; those mock trains are like super, super comfy, and you actually feel like you're gonna fall out on that JoJo roll. But I don't know. I like Tydra, but I didn't. I mean, it's definitely not like one of my favorite B and M's. Yeah, it, it doesn't look like one of the best. It just has a really unique layout for floorless coaster. So, you know, it's bad. When the main selling point is like, look, it does an inversion before the lift hill. <laughs> That's and so slower than it normally does the inversion. <laughs> not only it, is it, it, yeah, it's like not only is it much lower than our other heartline rolls, but it's also slower and you do it before the lift hill. And what the hell were they on when they designed that Cobra roll on that ride? Like yeah, you guys that, know that, what I'm talking about, right? That Cobra roll is freaking like <laughs> it's like RCT three when they had like the or RCT two with like the large half loops. Yeah, yeah, that had the directions, but like you didn't, you don't use the large half corkscrews. Yes, the regular size half corkscrews. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, but from the right angle, I'll give them credit. It's the only Cobra roll that actually looks like a goddamn Cobra, so. Oh, okay. I, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So at least I'll give him some credit for, you know, finally getting the intent right with the name, the naming convention of that point. element. Good point. Um, Shit, let's see here. Six Flags and Heinz announced a multi-year marketing partnership. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Woo. So More advertising. I expect you'll be able to fill your refillable soda bottles with ketchup before oh. the end of the season. Just, just don't do a Kennywood because everybody's going to get upset. You guys remember when Kennywood changed their ketchup for a short time? Yeah, if yep. they go to Red Gold, people will lose their shit. <laughs> People were fucking losing their mind over ketchup. Like it's Heinz fifty seven or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, red gold is like. Um, I, I think I think Cedar Point went to red gold in twenty ten. I thought I uh, thought it, Cedar Point switched too. Um, I, when I, I was I, working I, there, I, everyone lost their shit. <laughs> We'll have to consult with the other ace, you know, American catsup enthusiasts. <laughs> yep, precisely. Oh, catsup! You know, you know what's weird is like <laughs> catsup. I, I'm pretty sure I grew up saying catsup until oh, oh no, <laughs> until I was like thirteen, fourteen. Because that that shit, that shit that shit exists like small town, you know, sheltered from the real world, northern Wisconsin. So like. I think that's why, because I think Canadians say catsup as well. Yeah, I, I always look at like the spelling when I see it in stores, and I never see anything anymore that says catsup on it. It's always ketchup. Yeah. At well, least around where I live. I don't know. 
this is not this is not the Mandela effect. There's a scene in The Simpsons where Mr. Burns <laughs> is like ketchup, catsup, ketchup, catsup. <laughs> so we're not fucking insane here. This shit existed. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm, and I'm pretty sure catsup is like Canadian. Like it's still. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the deal is. Maybe for our younger listeners, if you've never seen it or heard, yeah, seen it. It used to be there was, you know, it was ketchup, but on the bottle it was just spelled differently. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like so here, here's here's a quick rundown. So, uh, why is it called catsup? So, in uh, British sailor brought his sauce home. Ooh, his sauce. And <laughs> all it says Special it sauce. was when the British sailor brought his sauce home with them. Oh yeah, that baby. Operations and transformations took place. This is what makes sense. The name was changed to catsup of the late 1700s. Astute people of New England added tomatoes to the bland of fish sauce. So Jesus Christ, they didn't even have uh, tomatoes and ketchup at first. Hey, I, I brought some catsup, baby. <clears throat> Do you want some of this vinegar salt with sugar in it? Oh my gosh, that sounds awful. Well, well you know uh, what else? Could you maybe like add some tomato or some flavor to it? Oh, that's a good idea. Add some tomato to that catsup, will you? Well, you know what also is is kind of Canadian are ketchup chips, but like catsup chips is when you go like oh, ketchup chips are great though. They are, yeah, they, they are good. They're they're in the U.S. They've been in the U.S. for like a while too. They're still hard not- to find here in Chicago, but like every time I see a bag, I'm like, "Yo, you're coming with I, me." I, I don't see them a whole lot either. That's disappointing. Fucking bring ketchup chips to America. I don't know. Lay's, if you're listening, please. Oh, you know what's great, though? Is that the number four question on Google for ketchup is, is ketchup made of blood? (laughs) (laughs) Video that explains tomato ketchup is made from coagulated blood, urine, cocaine, nutmeg, rubbing alcohol. I don't know where this comes from, but this is on Google. If that was true, I would feel way better after using ketchup. <laughs> or catsup. What the fuck is up maybe, with these Maybe questions? that's what the difference in the name is. Maybe ketchup is tomatoes, and maybe catsup is urine, blood, and cocaine. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it Trudeau wades into the U.S.-Canadian ketchup war because of tariffs. Oh, God. All right. Trudeau's this is not a politics show. This is not a politics show. We're also not in Canada, so let's get the fuck off of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dale, Mm. why don't you take us home with this last news story here? (laughs) All right. So, Candemonium's track work has been completed. And I just have to say, I am so stoked to ride this. Um, I I think this looks like an amazing B&M hyper. It does look pretty good. It looks as long as it's not. Yeah, as long as it's not trimmed pretty hard. Because, like, I exactly. I wasn't expecting much with Mako, but Mako is a lot of fun. Um, actually, as far as B&M Hypers are concerned, I think the mini ones like um, Superman at La Ronde and Mako are my favorites. Oh, so, yeah. I, I've heard a lot of good things about that one at La Ronde, the smaller one. It's like 150 yeah. feet tall. Yeah. yeah, it's so good. You called it Superman as if Six Flags secured the rights from D.C. for Canada. <laughs> <laughs> is it not Superman? Yeah, or it's no. Goliath. 
Oh, that's They had right. to go with a that's stock right. name. Same thing with uh, their Batman there. It's got all the Batman theming, but it's Le Vampire. Oh, that's true. yes. I totally forgot about yeah. that. And can I just point out, too, that Laurent has a B&M invert and a Vacoma SLC? It's like, ooh. Like what? <laughs> it's like a Rolex next to a fucking Sears watch. Yeah, exactly. Or it's like when you park your shop, or like when you put your shopping cart next to like your car. <laughs> God, yeah, that's accurate. Oh, speaking of which, uh, f- a, f- a friend of the show who helped us out with that Coaster Girl song, Shockwave Dan. He's uh, he's got oh, a great song. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, he was a uh, third verse holding it down for us. He's got us a, a diss track for SLCs coming up, and he asked your boy to do a feature on there. So, look for that coming out soon. Oh, l- let me uh, let me plug myself real quick here. Um, I Absolutely. actually did. I actually plug did yourself. my my own uh, my own fire track uh, just about a year ago. It's on my channel. So, um, it's called "Bring Me the Ejector." So, uh, you guys should check that out. For sure, for sure. Yeah, it was uh, my uh, it was my April Fools video last year, but it it's totally lit. So, hey, if you if you send me the audio, I will include it here at the end of this episode for all of our listeners. Oh, okay. Will do. Will do. So, I'll tack that on the end if you send me an MP3, man. Awesome. Sounds good. Cool. So, yeah, stay tuned. End of the episode, we'll have uh Dale's track Bring Me the Ejector coming up. So, we got a fun-ass segment coming up here. This is going to be a good time. Uh, I love this one. This is our Killer Coaster of the Week. And this week's Killer Coaster is Fire in the Hole at Silver Dollar City. Now, I don't even... I don't know the story here. Because I don't even... I, I can't even imagine how that happened. But yeah. I will say... Awesome ride. Oh, I I loved uh, Blazing Fury at Dollywood. Like that really surprised me. So I imagine that's pretty similar. Yeah, it's just like it's they're pretty much the same thing. It's just like they're really fun, you know. It doesn't yeah, need to really be good like an school. airtime machine. <laughs> do they right um, exactly? Does that one still have a splashdown? Like, do they? Because I the one I rode that uh, when I rode Blazing Fury at. Dollywood, the splashdown was not working. Oh, um, I don't remember a splashdown. I wrote it several times. Yeah, so I don't I remember guess... one on Fire in the Hole either. I mean, I guess that's a no then. Mm. Yeah. But still, it's like one of those things like, um, like the Calico Mine Ride at Knott's. Where it's right. just like it's so much fun. Technically, I think you could probably even count that as a credit if you're a real credit whore. <laughs> yeah, I actually, yeah, I kind of consider Calico Ride, whatever it's called, uh, as a credit because it's it's you go up a lift hill and then you roll gravity powered all the way down a, a course in a station and it's full circuit. If it's you know what I'm saying, like if people are going to count. Um, Hey, if a steel coaster is wood and right. a giga coaster is 287, then fucking Calico Mine rides a credit. 
And Firebird is like three credits now. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Iron Wolf, Firebird, or uh, Iron Wolf, Apocalypse, and Firebird. That's three credits. People be out here whoring. Yeah, fire in the hole. Silver Dollar City is a great park, though. I'll give plugs to them all day. That's a kick-ass park. Yeah, that that's one of my top parks I want to get to. You will not be sorry. Definitely, uh, I'd say go check it out. It's it's worth the visit 100%. I've heard it compared to Disney, but I haven't been to a Disney park recently enough relative to my visit to Silver Dollar City to be able to make that comparison myself. Yeah, I gotcha. I, I've technically I've been to a Disney park, but I was like three, so yeah. Don't remember it. Well, I mean, Disney's always heralded as you know the leader for theming and blah 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 blah. Oh yeah, for sure. There there's no doubt about that. Well. So like yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say the the Disney parks, as good as they look as a coaster enthusiast, like I, I would just rather like spend my time and way less money going to, you know, parks with great coasters. Like, I mean, I appreciate what Disney does, like, but it's not really my thing. So I understand that. But at the same time, part of me has to say. Have you been to Disneyland? You know, I got to say, I would rather go to Disneyland than Disney World because I think Disneyland looks a lot better. Dude, you got to you got to go to Disneyland. That's like because I had been to Disney World previously a couple times and I was like, yeah, yeah, Disney. But then I went to Disneyland in 09 with Ben and another couple friends of ours and I was blown away. Oh, okay, So that's the real shit there. Yeah, like that's like, legit where it's at. Matterhorn looks like a freaking awesome. <laughs> it's ride. it's a lot like, of fun and like just the park itself, being in that park is so great. Like I don't know, Ben, did do you did you feel the same way? Like Disneyland is really something special and different than Disney World. Well, I mean, I definitely think it's greater than Disney World. Um but like I just I'm not really a Disney person though. Like I don't I don't dislike it. I had a great time. It's a great park and all that. Um, I don't. I don't remember much of it though, honestly. Like, it's good. Do it. Go ahead. Have fun. I've. I. Uh, I'm turning into a Disney person. It happens. <laughs> Due in large part to my girlfriend, and I'll give shouts. I don't know if she's listening or not, but uh, shouts to Rianne. She's fantastic. But she's she's totally a Disney person. No, I got her okay. into coasters. She got me into Disney parks. I guess it works that Sweet. way sometimes. Good deal. Yeah. Good deal. That's a fair exchange, you know. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. I just have to stop shitting on Disney parks for not having coasters. That's pretty much my only... <laughs> the only thing I have to do is just not... Be like, yeah, but if they built a fucking B&M, how amazing would that be? But, you know. 
But uh, we're on Disney, so it's only appropriate. It is time for the Disney Minute. The Disney Minute. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. We're going to go get our tickets and head to Disneyland. We're back at the happiest place on Earth. Disneyland. Welcome, everyone. I'm here today at Disneyland. Today we are going to talk about things we wish we'd known before we went to Disney World. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Thank you. A Mandalorian meet and greet is coming to the Disney parks. Disney Channel fan, fan, fan Fest will be returning to the Disney parks. Cinderella's Castle and Magic Kingdom will receive a full makeover. The Disney Minute. Holy shit, made it in just in time. All right. Well, there's your Disney news. We're not going to, we are not a Disney fucking podcast yeah i might be be, yeah i might be turning into a disney person but don't worry i will try my best by and large to keep all the disney stuff centered to the disney minute because that's what your favorite coaster sucks is all about we're coasters here and we're also irreverent assholes but that's a different story hey you yeah you listening to your favorite coaster sucks Guess what? You're probably wearing a shirt. You need shirts. I'm almost certain that you're wearing a shirt right now, and if you're not, hey. Uh, But either way, everybody needs shirts. Everybody. Did you stain your last shirt from from a Coke bender, blowing your nose too many times? bloody noses did it get torn up doing a sick BMX trick did it get stained from a B&M invert in the rain or did some stripper leave a snail trail on you did it get jizzed on from that night you fell asleep after jerking off still with your clothes on (laughs) or your shirt got jizzed out at Hollywood nights during ERT We've all been in all of those scenarios. So we have a solution for you all. We have shirts. And they're now available on Amazon. And it's a play on the golden tickets. So if you think the golden tickets are bullshit, you should get one. Yeah, there's that's the great thing. Even if you don't like us, it still just says your favorite coaster sucks. It looks like the golden ticket logo. Wear it when you ride the beast. Make some Kings Island fanboy cry. Tell him that his favorite coaster sucks. Ohio sucks. We also have another design that has a, like a roller coaster on it. And it says your favorite coaster sucks. And holy shit. Maybe you're already wearing a shirt and it's not warm enough. You need something else. 
problem meet solution. We got sweatshirts also at Amazon. Same designs. Here's the beautiful thing, Ben. The shirts, they come in all the sizes. What about tall sizes? If it if they're available on Amazon, they're available. Don't fuck up our ad. <laughs> <laughs> We got 10 colors. Don't you ask about any specific fucking shades. I want magenta. I believe it might be available. Nice. Um, the shirts are only 15 bucks. That's cheap as shit. Yeah, what can you get for $15? I mean, like, besides maybe some food and a few beers, but nothing else of value. Less than $15. I would like a dime bag and a blunt and a lighter. I mean, nothing. Can't get shit for 15 bucks. But you can get your favorite Coaster Sucks shirt. Buy a fucking shirt. 15 bucks. Buy a fucking sweatshirt. 30 bucks. They say your favorite Coaster Sucks. Nothing else needs to be said, man. Go on Amazon. Type in your favorite Coaster Sucks. You will find our shit. Go and buy one. And if you send us a picture of you wearing our shirt, we'll repost it. Alright, that's it. Buy a shirt. We're not asking, we're telling. Now back to the show. Your favorite Coaster Sucks. Uh, we're going to forego our listener sec- question segment as per the usual. Um, again, we do have a listener questions episode on the way. We'll get that out to you soon. Um, you just got to wait, y'all. But keep your questions coming. Your favorite coaster sucks at Gmail. You know, we're on Insta. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. You can find us. It's real easy, especially if you're listening. Um, send us a question. We'll answer it here on the show. Speaking of such, you said you came with a question, Dale. Yes, I sure did. Um, my friend Chris wanted me to ask you, Zach, specifically. Oh, shit. Now, be, now since you're vegan, now you know you're vegan, right? Am I? God damn Yeah. It. You didn't know that? I just wanted to make sure you knew that. You are vegan. So because of that... My friend Chris wanted me to ask you this question. Um, now, he's not vegetarian or anything like that, but he was wondering, do you prefer Boca or Morningstar products? Um, I'm going to have to go with Morningstar because Boca's lineup of products is actually rather limited in terms of the vegan I, selections. I agree. I actually was vegetarian for about two years. And I actually prefer Morningstar as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with Boca. It's just that most of their shit has eggs usually. So, okay. uh, you know, your boy's not really on board for that. Yeah, it's it's not vegan. Okay. But that's, it's it's all good. I'm glad they have their product out there. And oh, like, yeah, for sure. It is a good product, you know. And actually, I'm going to market... This is our first episode where somebody else fucking mentioned I'm vegan before me. Thank God. Well, yeah, I mean, I figured you might have forgotten, so. 
you know, I had to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> Every day. Every day I wake up and I'm like, bacon. Oh, fuck. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. So I, I guess that's a, that's a thing now. I, I got to. Yeah, Zach's vegan. Hey, wow. Ain't that interesting. Cool. Big surprise. Yeah. Fantastic. The guy who's been a hippie forever fucking finally went vegan after so many years. Anyway, <laughs> we'll get on to our questions for you. Uh, I'm saying Morningstar, but if I got to pick a top brand real quick, I'm going to go Gardein. Oh, I've never had any uh their stuff. I mean, they're really good. That's definitely, they make the best plant-based burger. Really? That I've ever had. Okay. Now, I always find that the, like, the substitute chicken, typically from my experience, has been, like, replicated the best. Um, But that's just, like, with, like, Morningstar and stuff like that. I've never had that brand, so... But yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think the texture, excuse me, texture of chicken's got to be easier to replicate using mainly a soy base. Yeah, for sure. Because I think most of the products available on the market are soy based rather than like wheat germ, which is more like sofritas and seitan. Gotcha. Now, my friend was telling me he's not like vegetarian or vegan, but he tried uh, these you know, um, these burgers that I cannot remember the brand name right now, but he said when you cook them, like they made it. So like it's colored red and everything. So as you're cooking it, it looks like you're cooking an actual burger. Oh but yeah. I've he, heard about those. They've got, he like was raving about them. those. Yeah. He, he said that they're like really, really good. Like, I haven't tried those. I've heard about yeah, I, those. I would like to try those. I, I think they're pretty expensive, but I would like to try them. I mean, it'd be worth a try for me. And, for sure, yeah. You know, I. it's not like once you're in that mind state, especially if you've been vegetarian, you know, it's not like you don't feel limited. Right, yeah, exactly. And like, I certainly don't want anyone to think that I pass any judgment. I don't give a shit. I eat the way oh, yeah. I eat. Y'all eat the way you eat. I don't care. Right. Great. That's how I am too. I mean, I'm not going to give you a hard time about your animal products. I'm not that much of an asshole anymore. <laughs> I, I owe extended apologies to my family for that, but other people, not so much. I'm just not gonna, <laughs> I don't care that much, but those, those do look really good. I've heard about those. They like, inject beet juice into them so they look like they're bleeding and they have a different type of texture i've heard about i just haven't tried them myself i'd love to though yeah same i want to try them as well so all right i mean i'll i'll throw the plug in there if you're on the fence hey consider going vegetarian every once in a while or vegan totally up to you you know i don't fucking care here's the thing like before i Okay, when we became vegetarian, like at first, we were like trying all kinds of like new things. And there are like there are things I never would have tried um, if we hadn't been vegetarian. So I really am glad that we did that because it like it opened me up to like a lot of new things that are really good. So 
you know, it's just a thought. Totally. And I'm with that. And I appreciate you saying that. I mean, I'm not here to convert anybody and I'm not here to push my beliefs, but I'm happy to support anybody that's leaning towards it. For sure. Yeah. And even if it's not your 365 days a year diet, meatless Mondays, you know, whatever. Yeah. Just go for it. Just do something different, you know? Try something. You might find something that you didn't even know that you really enjoyed. Right. Exactly. So, um, I'm still going to eat meat. Cool. I'm sure you will. I mean, great. I don't, it's, it's up to you guys. I don't know. What do I give a shit when anybody else eats? Yeah. Like who cares really? I mean, we all got to be responsible yeah. for our own health. Yeah. So, this and is everybody's true. body is different. So I wouldn't even say I'd recommend veganism for everybody. I I I got to tell you, I don't think there's any way I could do veganism. Like that would be really hard for me. A vegetarian, you know, that was fine. But veganism, like I I got to give you some props for that. Like it seems like it'd be really difficult. Once you can get over cheese, it's really easy because, as I'm sure you're aware, there's alternatives for all the big stuff you might want to have. Yeah, I, I've actually had a uh, vegan cheese um, a couple times, and the stuff I had was all right. Um, it wasn't bad. It was different. Well, as long as you don't expect it to be like cheese, it's more yeah, like... Right. If you have the self-imposed dietary restrictions or even not self-imposed and you really want cheese, that'll do a good enough job to scratch the itch. Yeah, that's how I feel about it, too. Yeah. So it's like, you know, cool. Works for me is what it is. Yep. So no preaching here, but uh, tell your friend I do appreciate the question and uh all right and he's a fan of the show um so yeah well, thank I'll... you for listening wait what's what's your buddy's name chris thank you chris for the question and thank you for listening we super appreciate it so we we've got some questions for you that are completely unrelated to veganism or vegetarianism <laughs> and i'm gonna let ben go ahead and start us off um, so what is the worst roller coaster that you've ridden? Oh, I'm going to have to go with Nighthawk at Carowinds. So bad. I That's went the into flying it. one, right? Or the flying yes. Dutchman? Yes. The, it's the only Vacoma flying Dutchman I've been on. Um, I was really looking forward to it because I, you know, they're really unique rides and I was like, you know, this looks like it could actually be pretty good. I had heard terrible things about it, but I'm like, oh, whatever. It's not going to be that bad. Freaking as soon as we started going down the first drop, I immediately regretted getting on that ride. Um, it was it was like torture. <laughs> so, Is it that bad now? Oh, I I could not stand it. It was definitely a one and done for me. When wait, when did you ride it again? Hey, Sorry, better repeat that. When did when did you ride it? I wrote it last year, 2019. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I wrote it in 2016. It wasn't too bad, but 
I, I think it's just some like some people's body type or body you know height, size, weight. Those restraints are like yeah, the maybe because they're like hard plastic seats. I, I know, like like my friend, he actually loves that ride, and he was like, "Oh, you know, I can't wait to hear what you think about Nighthawk." But it was it was awful for me. Like he loves it, but I can't stand it. <laughs> so it's really intense. It's a really intense ride, but I don't think that is a good thing in that ride's case. So surprisingly, I'm pretty sure this is the first time someone's said of a coma coaster for that answer. (laughs) Um, I think, I think we had an SLC. Who was that? Um, I've actually not experienced an SLC yet. So looking forward to trying that. Lucky you. (laughs) Once you ride one, you'll see them everywhere. Like, yeah, it's, it's weird. Like I, I wait, shit. I hit like a hundred and I think I hit like 180 roller coasters before I ever rode an SLC. And then, oh wow, and then like, I'm only at 96 right now. So what was that? I said, I'm only at 96 right now. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Like I feel like they're easy to avoid. And then like when you start going to smaller parks, it's just like all SLCs. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, you know. Lots of Six Flags and smaller parks. That's the kind of stuff they used to buy. So, yeah, yeah, I think you're right, Ben. Like, once you start going to like some of these slightly more obscure places, it's just like they're everywhere. It's pervasive. Yeah, yeah. yeah I had an SLC was my star attraction at my home park for like three and a half years. Oh like yeah, Elitch Gardens, right? Yeah, that's like probably I don't want to say the best roller coaster in the state, but um it's probably like yeah. the biggest. Like I've I've heard that like I've heard that like when the park opens in the morning, that's the one that like everybody runs to, which is yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and I, I've I've done that. That and half pipe. So <laughs> half pipe looks pretty sweet actually. Yeah, that one's pretty weird. Like it's um yeah. so like there's so the one they have at Mall of America, it goes beyond 90 degrees, so it's like a continuous there's like a continuous um you know, I don't know what you call it, angle to it or it's curved, but the Elitch oh, one yeah. it straightens out so you get more of that like pure weightlessness. Um and if you ride it on a good day and you get a shit ton of spin, it's like a really weird sensation where you're like completely weightless, but you're getting pulled outward of, wow. you know, that out crazy. of your seat kind of by the spinning. So it's kind of a cool sensation. Cool. The one at Mall of America was pretty fun. Yeah, that one was fun. It was weird. I don't understand how the spinning works, though, if it's like... um it's just like I know it's not randomized unless it's just kind of like depends on the weight of the car because sometimes I spin really fast and sometimes I don't at all. Yeah, I don't know. It's got to be a controlled, but maybe it's not. I don't know. Um, I'm going to use this question as a fantastic seg. Uh, which park has the best bathrooms? And speaking of such. I've got to go use it. So while you're discussing that with Ben, I'll be right back. 
Okay. Um, I'm going to have to go with uh, Dollywood on this. Um, although I feel like Carowinds had pretty nice bathrooms too. Although I think I only use the like newer bathroom at Carowinds. So I'm going to go with Dollywood. That's a good one. Yeah, actually, um, a few people have said Dollywood. Um, yeah, and I, would agree and I mean, with that. The yeah, only... like their their bathrooms are immaculate. Like yeah. I feel like compared to other amusement parks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I remember. So the only time I've actually shit in a theme park was at Dollywood, because that was normally normally I don't do it. I, I just can't do it, but. I was like, oh, like these aren't bad at all. It was by the yeah. Uh, like, by Wild usually, Eagle. I could, yeah, I completely avoid that usually too. Um, I I don't oh. think I actually did do it while I was at Dollywood, but I would feel pretty comfortable shitting in a bathroom at Dollywood. I have to say, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Six Flags parks are bad. Like, um, oh. my memory at Great America was that the floor was constantly wet, and the toilets like the air conditioning and it was so humid in the bathroom but they had that ac blasting so it was like everything was just like wet and dripping and there's just like piss all over every single seat oh my gosh you know that's how uh i feel like that's how cedar point is too like their bathrooms are terrible oh my god yes yes cedar point's bathrooms are fucking terrible and they're 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 disgusting and they smell like shit (laughs) yeah they're so gross they have yeah nasty ass smell there's water on the floor, like you were talking about with the Great America. Like, they're awful. Like, for being such, you know, for being considered, like, one of the best parks in the world, you think right. they'd have some better bathrooms? <laughs> yeah. And shit, if this, if this like, coronavirus keeps going around, man, I'm, I'm avoiding all bathrooms coaster season. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Flying's already scary enough. Yeah. Yeah, like like now every time I'm on a plane, I hear I can hear every person who is coughing. It's like you dumb bitch. Yeah, it's like getting paranoid about that. It's like you start to notice everything. So, uh, what's the worst media day, enthusiast events, opening day? Um, you know, any kind of coaster related event that you've been to or well, you've had to endure. I've I have not experienced an enthusiast event or a media day. Um, although I I am planning on going to Kings Island for the opening day for Orion, but I was at Cedar Point last year for opening day, and uh, Cedar Point is notorious for not having their shit together when they open. And last year pretty much went as it typically does. Um, you know there there was nothing ready. Like half the coasters didn't open till like two o'clock. Um, it took all like basically all day for some of them to get up and going. So, okay, yeah, that sounds pretty. That actually sounds very typical of that. So, what? Um, yeah. What? Uh, okay, so uh, like, where do you live, and what's your home park? So I Cedar Point is my home park. I live about thirty five minutes uh, east of Cedar Point. Like halfway between Cedar Point and Cleveland, basically. Okay. Did you ever? Did you ever work there? No, I've never worked at a theme park. Um, I, I've only had two jobs. The first one was a fast food 
I work with developmentally disabled adults now, but I've never worked at a theme park. So, okay. I, I don't, I, I feel like I would not want to either. No, it, there's a very short window for it. And actually like, I bring that up cause, um, you know, I, I worked at Cedar point 2010 through like 2012. Um, okay. but like, I only did it for the summer and I was going to say like, if I lived in the area, I don't think I would have worked there and it would have, it wouldn't have been the same experience as yeah, like coming from far away and staying there for the summer. Right. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how we've gotten to this, but I'm back now and I will say, yeah, unless you're really locked into working at a theme park, that shit definitely has a time limit on it. Oh yeah. What's the longest you've waited in line for? What ride was it for? And was it worth it? Okay, that would uh, that honor would have to go to Steel Curtain when I wrote it last year. Um, I waited. Okay, well, there's a little bit of a story behind this. Me and my brother got to the park at about we got in at like 1030. But Kennywood starts opening their rides at 11. And, you know, Steel Curtain being like the new the brand new star attraction of the park. You think they'd have that shit ready. Okay. We did not see one ride testing until like almost 11 o'clock, but we got in the park about 1030. We go up to the line for steel curtain. They hadn't actually opened the line yet, but people were waiting outside of it. Um, But we stood there for about half an hour, I think, before we even saw one test train go. Then we waited a few more minutes. Then we saw another train go, and then they opened the line shortly after that. And altogether, like we and so we got up to Steel Curtains line at about 1045 or so. And we actually got on the ride like five minutes before one o'clock. So let's see that that would be a little over two hours altogether that we waited. Um, It was not worth it. It was not worth it. Like, I'm glad I did it, you know, and that's the only ride I got on Steel Curtain. But. Um, steel curtain is a pretty good ride, but it's not worth a two hour wait. Um, yeah, it, it's an, it's an okay ride. I, I was I pretty disappointed even, by it. I think even two hours is, it sounds shorter than what some people were waiting too. Like, um, some, I think oh, some yeah. people were waiting like six, seven hours to ride it the first time. I, I believe it. I believe it. And I'm, gl- I'm glad we like went to the line first thing when we got there, because I feel like it only got longer as the day went on. So Jesus, that's, I, I love, like, I love Kennywood as a park, but their operations are terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I've noted. I, it's weird. Cause, um, I can see the love, like there's definitely people who work there that take it pretty seriously. Um, like, yeah. Um, I've been there, although I, I guess I can't really say because the last year I was there was twenty, like twenty twelve. Um, okay, but uh, yeah, I, I do remember like Phantom's Revenge. They were hauling ass. Thunderbolt. They were hauling ass, and like um, I, I don't know if the Baron Curve is still there. Um, yes, but that ride is. Okay, cool. Yeah, that. Oh, that's so fun. Um, but oh, yeah, that's that, awesome. Whoever was on that ride has probably worked the Baron Curve for like 20 years, and they were so good at the line. Um, nice. 
So like I remember yeah. like, you know, it's but it sucks that if it operations haven't been good lately, that's too bad. Yeah, like when I went last year, um, like I said, we didn't even see anything testing until almost eleven o'clock. And um also while we were in line for Phantom's Revenge at almost two o'clock, this was a Sunday when we went. It was a very busy Sunday last summer, and they had for some reason Kennywood like starts operating during the day with only like one train on each coaster. And they only added a second train to Phantom's Revenge at like almost two o'clock. And then after that, we got in line for Thunderbolt and they also put <laughs> they were also putting a second train on Thunderbolt at, you know, after two o'clock. And it's oh, like, wow. what the hell? <laughs> like, it was terrible. And that, Damn. yeah, and, and like, that, so many parks are doing that, too. Now it's so frustrating. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Dude, that's fucking crazy. Well, uh, let's go with some good stories here. What's the best kitty coaster you've been on? Oh, man, the best kitty coaster. That's really difficult. Um, listen to me. I'm taking this question so seriously. Um, I guess I would say the Woodstock Expresses are the best kitty coasters I've experienced. Those wooden ones. Which one specifically? Like Kings Island? Um. I, I don't really prefer I rode all of them Kings or besides Canada's Wonderland. I've been on uh, the one at Kings Island, Carowinds, Kings Dominion. I thought they were all pretty much the same. Um, I guess I will give the edge to. Um, let's see, there was one I feel like that had one pop of airtime. And I can't remember if it was Carowinds or Kings Dominion. I feel like it was probably Carowinds. I think um, you're not the only one who said that about the Carowinds coaster, so that sounds right. Okay, we'll go with the uh, Carowinds Woodstock Express then. Good call. I always like those kitty wooden coasters. Yeah, like they're, they're pretty fun. For Oh, you know what? Um, actually, now that I think about it, I think I have a better pick. Um, go ahead. Even though you could say it's more of a family coaster than kitty, but I think it kind of straddles the line. But um, Comet at Waldemir is an excellent family wooden coaster. Opened in like 1948. It's a really fun ride. Wait, which park? Waldemir. I can't remember that coaster fucking at all. Yeah, it's like it's pretty tucked away in like trees, but it's it's like right by the gates. Um it's it's a really fun ride. Um, it's just like a double out and back layout, basically. I think it has like maybe like a thirty foot drop or something like that. Interesting. I don't remember that one at fucking all. I got all the yeah. credits when I was there, but we're talking this is two thousand eight. So, oh yeah. I've had plenty of drinks and smoked a lot of weed since then. So, (laughs) you know, time affects memories. Yep, for sure. Did you ever ask a ride operator out? I have not. I've never asked a ride operator out. Um, Although I've thought about this question before, like in my head, I'd be curious to see how that would play out. 
I don't know. I just think about things like this. Like, how would it actually play out? I mean, circumstances aside, do you think you ever would have or would? Um, maybe. I I, I don't fucking know. <laughs> um, honestly, I've never, like... I've really, I really only, I actually only ever asked one person out and that person rejected me. So (laughs) (laughs) is that a good story? No, it's not like I was literally like in eighth grade and I'm just like, like awkwardly like, Hey, do you want to go out? And she's like, no. And I'm like, Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. And you're married now? Yeah. Yeah, my wife asked me out. Um actually all um all women that I've had quote unquote relationships with have uh have asked me out, so God damn oh, well, there was only well, well then let me ask, are you are you like a are you a tall guy? I am not tall, I'm only five nine. Okay. I was going to say, like, it seems like tall people are the ones who get asked out. Oh, really? Partially, okay. partially saying from experience, but other of my, anyway. No, all I, all I was saying, like, it, it's, it's cool. Like, uh, like that's some new generational thing about girls asking out guys. I've heard a few people like, like somebody asked this question on social media one time, like whether they thought it was you know, weird. I think it was a girl that posted it. She was asking if it was like weird for a girl to ask a guy out or whatever. And I'm like, most people are it, the, the responses were kind of mixed, but I'm just like, I mean, whatever. Like, I feel like it doesn't really, you know, if you want to do it, just go for it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like same with proposing. Agreed. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to ask someone out, doesn't matter. Just ask him out. They'll let you know. But also, if you get asked out, don't be a fucking pussy. Say yes or no. Yeah. <laughs> don't give some non-committal answer. Don't leave him hanging. <laughs> right. Yes or no. That simple. Yeah. So that works. That works two ways. Um. Well, if you were to date someone at a theme park. And it came with benefits associated with whatever department they were in. Like, if they worked in foods, you get free foods. If they worked rides, you get front of the line. If they're in missions, you get into the park for free. What department would you choose to date in? So I thought about this for a while, and I really had a hard time coming up with a good answer. Um, Ultimately, I settled on ride operator to potentially just, you know, skip the lines and get right on. Um. That's yeah. a good pick. Yeah. Like, I feel like it'd be awesome if I could just, you know, hop on, like, Steel Vengeance as I please, you know, just, like, whatever. Yeah, like, they'll they'll reserve you off a row or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a good answer. I'm with that. Oh, no, I was going to say, you definitely couldn't complain about that if you could just hop right on a ride. Like, what are you going to complain about? <laughs> totally, yeah, like... Oh, yeah, I'll take a ride, and I'll see you after work. Hey. <laughs> yep. For another ride. <laughs> 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 All right. 
Trimless. Ha. <laughs> um. All right. Do you have any Rob Elvey stories? And if not, what's your general opinion of Rob Elvey? Um, I, I don't have any personal Rob Elvey stories. Um, I was a member of TPR back in the day, but never had any run-ins or anything like that with him. Um, but my, I feel like he's just an ass, plain and simple. Um, yeah. Like there's, there's not really a whole lot to say. Like he's just, he's Rob Elvey, you know? Yeah, I mean that's right. It's it's hilarious to hear that coming from someone who's never like met him. And like normally I would try to be like more like diplomatic and understanding with people and be like, "Oh, you know, I could see where this person's coming from or that person." But with this one, I'm just like, he's he he's treated so many people like shit over the years, you know. Definitely. With that said, we would love to get Rob Alvey on the show. Oh my gosh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> and I'll be sending some booking requests coming up shortly. So uh, I would like to make a little disclaimer here. Rob, if you do come on the show, we, we're not going to trash you, my man. We're not going to yeah, confront yeah. you. We just want to have a regular conversation with you. Give him the benefit of the doubt. Like maybe he's Maybe he's a cool guy if you get to know him. Who knows? Absolutely. We would love to have you on the show. We just think it's funny that there's a lot of stories out there. Our own including. Maybe clear clear the air a bit. Yeah, totally. So I'll be sending some booking requests out. We we heard from our listeners. We know they want Rob to come on this show, and we want Rob on this show. And I'm pretty sure if that happens, we're going to need to take a break for a bit because I don't think we can outdo Rob Alvey as a guest. But uh, I, I would love I would love to hear his side, you know, like hear him talk about what he thinks, you know. Yeah. So I wanted to take a second here to say, like, Rob, we, we want you on the show in case you listen after I send my formal booking request. We want you on the show. We're not going to trash you. We're not going to gotcha None of that shit. We just want to talk coasters. Whatever. If you... Yeah. So, that's there too. Um, Yo, in your experience, what park has the most overweight guests? Okay, this this is a weird one. Um, I... Like, I, I don't really pay attention to that when I go to parks. Um, but I know a lot of people have said Dollywood. Um, so I guess, I guess I'll go with Dollywood, but I say that with like, you know, some, um, some reservation because I mean, I know, like I did notice when I went there that they have like those little things you can drive around. And I thought that was pretty weird. So <laughs> yeah, they've got a huge stack of those scooters lined up. Yeah. Yeah. And tons of people were using them. So I guess Dollywood, you know, is the the good default answer there. So totally. And that one makes sense. Well, we've reached our time for some hot takes. What's the most overrated roller coaster in your opinion? Okay, I really had I really had I know I've been saying this like a million times, but I really had to think about this one 
because I've only been on 96 coasters. I really have not been on much that I I haven't personally ridden many coasters that I would consider to be very overrated. Um, I thought about saying Millennium Force, but I love Millennium Force and I feel like it gets underrated because so many people say it's overrated. Um, but I ended up going with as much as I hate to say this, I love Banshee, but I feel like Banshee maybe gets a little bit overrated. Hey, yeah, um, I like I said, I love Banshee, um, but I had some very mixed rides on it. Um, the first two times I rode it last year, it was very rough. Um, like not not just a slight BM rattle, like it was rough, not very comfortable. But then I went on closing weekend and I rode it a couple more times and it was like really smooth. So I was just going to ask, are there any variances in like speed or forces between rides? Because some people say it's forceful. Some people say it's forceless. I think it's kind of forceless. Yeah, I've I thought that was interesting when I heard you guys talking about that, because I found it to be very forceful. It's it's one of the most intense coasters I've been on it. Like it's to me, it's right up there with like maverick and i-305 like not quite that intense but pretty damn close um all of my rides were very intense on banshee where did where did where do you usually sit um i sat um i believe i got a couple rides in the back i got one ride on the front and then i think one ride like maybe towards the middle okay i got four rides on it so Okay. And I I also rode it like the first two times I rode it last year, it was very warm and the last two times I rode it it was very cold. Um both very fast, very intense rides, you know, both times. So Yeah. Hmm. All right. Yeah, I mean, I didn't feel any of that, but maybe I yeah, just got it, it on a bad day. It's it's really interesting because like the rides, it seems like the rides vary so much on that from what I've heard. And l- like I said, when I first wrote it, it was really rough. But then when I went back and wrote it again, it was smooth. So I, I don't know why that is, but it, it varies a lot. I feel like Banshee is like the white whale B&M. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I love the layout. I love how intense my rides were. Um, the pretzel loop was just freaking like I, I could feel the blood rushing down. And like, I think I was graying out a little bit. You know, it, I thought it was a great ride. But yeah, I, I guess that one is, you know, it's a little overrated, I would say. That's that's a good answer. I had to think about it, but I think that's a good pick for the coasters I've been on. Like, I'm surprised you didn't go with the Beast, but. Maybe I'm projecting a bit. I, I actually I love the beast. Why? Like I I was I was really I was really surprised by the beast. Um like even during the day I feel like it's really it's a lot more intense than I was expecting it to be. And I didn't really I didn't find it to be uncomfortable at all either. Like I thought it was just perfect like the perfect amount of roughness for a wooden coaster. Um uh, yeah, I, I love the Beast. Like, I actually considered ranking Beast above Banshee. Ultimately, you know, I, I always say I prefer Banshee a little bit, but 
Um, I don't know. I, I just love Beast. I think I prefer Beast to Banshee, but I still think Beast is incredibly overrated. Yeah, I mean, um, maybe it it is over. It, it is pretty overrated. Maybe, I, yeah, it, it's pretty overrated. Um, but I don't know. I, I just love the ride. I mean, it has a terrible layout, but because of the terrain that it uses and the fact that you're back in the trees and the, the freaking night ride, I mean... <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with the ride. I just think it's really a high level of like anticipation to borrow a phrase from our friends over at Coaster Radio. Cause you see it ranked as like one of the best wooden coasters in the world. And then it's like, well, there's no airtime and there's trim brakes everywhere. Yeah. The, the trims, I mean, the trims are pretty disappointing cause it slows you down a lot. Um, it's like, yeah, it's long, but there's like a there's a second lift hill that's just as long as the first. Right. So yeah, like, the, those those lift hills take up a large part of the ride time. So So yeah, I mean, I don't by and large, I don't see anything wrong with it. And I do enjoy it. I think it's a it's actually I think it's a good ride. But in terms of overrated, I think that's got to be up there. Now, I, I think I've been on 30 wood coasters as of currently, um, and it's one of my favorites right now. But I feel like as I get on more wood coasters, it'll probably slide down quite a bit. Um, you know, I, I would agree that it's overrated and it, you know, it it gets more hype than it deserves, I think. But I, I honestly genuinely like really enjoyed it, like all my rides on it. Yeah, I mean. I enjoyed riding it. It's just every time I ride it, I just wish there was more, like, just more. Not like, like one, like one airtime moment. Come on, just one. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, I just yeah. wish there was, like, more in terms of a roller coaster. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I, I didn't really have a problem with the lack of airtime. I mean, sure, it would be nice to have some of that, but. There, there are so many good airtime rides out there that I can get on. Um, even at King, just at Kings Island, like I was gonna to say, me, go ride difficult. Mystic Timbers. You'll, <laughs> oh, Mystic Timber. Oh yeah, Mystic Timbers is phenomenal. Uh, that's my second favorite ride in the park. It, it's I amazing. Mean, maybe this is a hot take, but Rivertown's got it going on, and not because of the beast. It's because of Mystic Timbers, and then behind that, Diamondback. Oh man, D- Diamondback is like one of my personal top favorites. I I just I absolutely fell in love with Diamondback. And I I've been on Intimidator and Diamondback so far as far as B&M Hypers go. And I rode Intimidator first. I was really underwhelmed with that for the most part, but Diamondback is just like amazing in my opinion. So Yeah, Diamondback's got it going on for sure. Yeah, hell yeah. So, uh, topper track. Oh, is it here we wood go. Or is it hybrid? Or oh, is it steel? Okay, so here are here are my thoughts. Um, I consider them wood coasters. Um, the only topper track coaster that I've been on is Lightning Rod, but to me, it still felt like a wooden coaster. Now, granted, it was a very smooth wooden coaster, but I think it still had 
enough roughness to it that it felt like a wooden coaster. Um, and it's mostly made of wood. So for me, just for the sake of simplicity, it's like it's a wood coaster. Like I, I just hate making things too complicated. And I, I can see the arguments from both sides, but uh, to me, it's wood for sure. All right. I mean, it's it's fun to have the argument. I don't necessarily agree, but like, who gives a shit? Okay, I was just gonna say, like, for me, if if all the RMC Topper Track had the same design as Outlaw Run, I would probably consider them wooden coasters. But it's just really hard to with the new, like, with the lightning rod design because there's just so much steel. I, I mean, and you know, I I have questioned it myself as well because I've I've looked at the Topper Track and it's like, yeah, there is a lot of steel on the top there. Um. But just, I mean, just from my experience in riding Lightning Rod, I'm just like, to me, it felt like a wooden coaster. So I don't know. It, it's whatever, really. But yeah, it's, it's, it all boils down to whatever the parks want to market it as. But since we're all nerds, it's fun to have the debate. <laughs> and I have to bring this up because this is, this is honestly one that if I had to admit that I actually get a little triggered by. It's how Energylandia considers Zadra a wooden coaster. Now, yeah, that is. Now, not I wooden understand coaster. that that in Poland there are. I don't think there's really any wooden coasters in Poland. So, as far as like your marketing or target of. audience, it makes sense. But in a global scale, yeah, it's yeah. a little irritating. For sure, yeah. Look, Poland's been through some rough shit. We got to just let them have it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll let you have that one, Poland. Next time, we're not going to let you off the hook. But this one, fine. You can take it. I'm going to go ahead and fill in here, and we'll leave this in. Um, If you are listening on the day of release or the day after, Ben and I are going to be at Six Flags Fiesta Texas and SeaWorld San Antonio. So um, I just booked my ticket. There you go. It's Saturday, tomorrow from the day of release. We're going to be at Fiesta Fest, Fiesta Fest, Fiesta Fest down in Six Flags over Six Flags Jesus Christ, I can't even talk. Six Flags Fiesta Texas. And on Sunday, we'll be over at SeaWorld San Antonio to go get that Texas Stingray credit. So come on out. We're meeting up. Uh, ben, here's what I was thinking. I know we haven't discussed it, but let's let's grab a 12-pack a before, and we'll drink some beers out in the parking lot together. Got to be 21 and over. Um, wait, 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 wait. This is the, the meetup event where we have a 12-pack in the car? Yeah. We'll just stand by the car and drink. I'm not expecting a huge turnout. Okay, if there's more than like six of you, we can't really pull this shit off. But come on out, meet us up. I posted my battle jacket. Look for the Megadeth back patch. That's me. That's Zach. You find us. We'll meet up. We don't have the details yet because we're lazy fucking assholes. There's going to be an ACE event going on during the day. It's Saturday at Six Flags Fiesta, Texas, called Fiesta Fest. 
they do have on-site registration. So definitely come on out, meet us up. We're going to be there on Saturday. We'll we'll have some beer. So if you're there and you're over 21, we'll all drink a little beer together. We'll go ride some rides. It'll be a great time. Come on out, meet us up. Um, shit. Ben, are you going to buy a Your Favorite Coaster Sucks shirt and wear it? Um, I'm a, I've been on the road, so I haven't been able to get packages. Oh, well, that makes sense. I might be wearing a Your Favorite Coaster Sucks shirt, but more importantly, look for the Megadeth back patch. I'm wearing a battle jacket. There's a bunch of metal bands on the back. Look for that shit. It's a Megadeth Rust and Peach piece. Rust in peace, back patch. You find that shit, you found your boy Zach. So come on, meet us out in Texas. Let's ride some coasters. We'll get on a couple RMCs, brand new Texas Stingray. It's going to be a great-ass time. Oh, by the way, Megadeth is one of the one of the best bands. So, Absolutely. It's, uh, it's a damn shame Dave Mustaine sounds the way he does. Yeah. yeah, but great music. Oh, absolutely. I mean, one of my favorite bands. So, guitar work, incredible. There's actually a show coming up that I I really need to go to. It's in July in Cleveland. It's uh, In Flames, Trivium, Lamb of God, and Megadeth. I got my tickets for here in the Chicago area. Oh, All nice. Right. That's a freaking stacked lineup. Trivium is my all-time favorite band, by the way. I've seen them live a couple times, three times. Okay. Um, I've seen In Flames as well one time with Trivium. So, I'm not super familiar with Trivium. I like In Flames. They're pretty good. Lamb of God, I like a couple of their songs, but I saw them open for Slayer a couple years ago, and they did a really good show. Oh, I can imagine. They'd be freaking awesome live. Yeah, yeah, so, like, they did a great show, and then Megadeth, also one of my favorites, and, I mean, shit, Dave Mustaine was lucky enough, and thankfully he beat throat cancer. Yeah, really good to road. hear. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so big ups to Mustaine, and I'm looking forward to going and seeing, I think, uh, what, they got Kiko on the lead guitar right now. Yep, and... uh I'm I'm kind of salty because they stole one of my favorite uh favorite band's drummers, uh D- Dirk from Soilwork. I I freaking love Soilwork. One of my all-time favorites. And they stole him from Soilwork, so Well, but, you, you know, know g- good gig for him. Good for him. He's probably making more money with Megadeth. Absolutely. And th- th- you know, good for him. That's awesome. Don't blame him one bit, so Totally. So, I mean, Megadeth Megadeth has a great lineup right now. Kigo is fucking insane on lead oh, guitar. He is fantastic, yeah. Not quite Marty Friedman. No. But Kiko's got it, so. Yeah, Megadeth has had some really good talent over the years. Definitely. Definitely. It's just too bad that Mustaine's such an asshole. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't like, feel it's bad just, about saying that now that he's beat his throat cancer. <laughs> yeah, just member changes like all the time. Well, like, how do you go to fucking rehab 
and then fall asleep on a chair, quote unquote, fall asleep. And your arm loses all its ability to play guitar. Yeah. That sounds like a bullshit story. Yeah. Yeah. I I never thought about that, but. You got so fucking high, you forgot. You had to reteach yourself or some shit (laughs) happened. You know what I mean? Oh, I fell asleep on a chair and then I couldn't play anymore. (laughs) It's not. That's probably more. Who hasn't been there? (laughs) (laughs) well shit since we're on it i wanted to say um i will be at the aftershock festival in sacramento in october where i will be seeing fucking metallica for the first time oh nice nice that's one band i really want to get to see at some point yeah dude i mean they're one of my all-time favorites yeah, so that, that's like definitely a bucket list live band. Yeah, and they're fucking playing two sets there. They're doing Friday night and Sunday night. Holy crap. They do long show. Their concerts are like three hours long. Yeah, it's like two, two to three hours. So like yeah. I'm super stoked. They're doing two they said two unique sets. And um Wow. I'll be in Southern California later that week. But, you know, if any listeners are out there, I'll be hitting the parks in Northern California during Aftershock. I'll be at the festival. It's an early announcement. You know, um, Dale, feel more than free to join because Aftershock looks great. They got My Chemical I, Romance on Saturday night. Oh, nice, nice. That that was uh, one of my old favorite bands. I still love them, so that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, we'll be hitting... Discovery Kingdom, Great America up in Northern California. Then our plan is to drive down to Southern California, go hit SeaWorld, Disneyland, and Knott's and Universal. Wow, that's quite the itinerary. Yeah, it's going to be a big trip, but I think it's going to be fantastic. Oh, absolutely. You know, I'll put that out there as an announcement now. If you want to meet us up, that's that's a schedule, or at least for me. I don't know. Hopefully, Ben, maybe you can join. Sacramento. Sacramento, man. Um, I'll be on this project until then, but I'm it'll just depend on work travel, but I'll uh I'll know more later. For sure. Well, Ben might be there, but if you like metal, Metallica's playing two nights at Aftershock, I'll be there. We're hitting parks and everything. It's gonna be a hell of a time. And um I know Metallica announced that the they dropped out of two of the festivals they were announced for this year because of James' sobriety. Uh-huh. He needed some... He had some scheduled events that conflicted, whatever. So, um, you know, on behalf of your favorite Coaster Sucks, just want to sell, send well wishes to James Hetfield and his family. Stick on the sobriety, man. Yeah, I, I'm really glad he was uh he was able to push through that because uh Metallica was in a really really rough place in the early 2000s. So oh yeah, man, and yeah. that documentary. Oh, it's it's great. That is a good documentary, but yeah, it gets real. <laughs> oh, they, absolutely. Was that when they were getting upset about Napster? It was right after that. Like, yeah, the Napster thing happened like a year before. 
and like the whole band was just about to fall apart. Like, yeah, it almost imploded when uh, their bassist yeah. quit. Jason Jason Newstead, he quit the fucking band. <laughs> um, but yeah, we were talking about Kings Island before, so we got another hot take ready. Oh, Ryan, is it a giga or no? All right. Um, to me, it's no question about it. It's a giga. Um, just like, like what would you call Apollo's Chariot, Phantom's Revenge, Magnum, you know, I-305, Millennium Force. Everybody has unquestionably called those hypers and gigas. Um, Millennium Force and uh, I-305 both have 300-foot drops. Um, same drop as Orion. Um, but then, you know... Like Magnum, like I would still consider it a hyper coaster and everybody else does, but that actually only has a 195 foot drop. Um, so those are my two cents. That's fair. I mean, last week, Nikki, the coaster goth was on here and she laid out a very detailed argument of why she, of why she considers Orion a giga. And it boiled down to the fact that it, much like other gigas, has a 300-foot drop. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, she definitely reflected a lot of what I've been thinking, you know, throughout this whole debacle. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> that, really argue that. Um, And actually, something really interesting I just found out a couple weeks ago. I was listening to one of Coaster Radio's newest – one of their newer episodes, and – um. I can't remember his name, but the guests that they had on actually said um, that Millennium Force technically only has a 299-foot drop, but they market it as 300 just for, like, simplicity. Um, but apparently Millennium Force's drop is actually only 299 feet. Interesting. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> it doesn't really surprise me either, but, you know, I would still consider it Giga. Like, <laughs> it's whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's not dissimilar from the whole idea of like wood or hybrid. Like it really boils down to the park's marketing departments and how they want to market yeah. things. And I mean, it's a it's it has a fucking 300 foot drop. Like what are what do people have to bitch about? Like one of the best parks out there, <clears throat> you're getting a coaster with a 300 foot drop. Like I don't know. And I, I'm going to say, to be frank, like, Kings Island has a hell of a job marketing that ride when you've got Diamondback, like, you know, a couple thousand feet away. Oh, yeah. Like, to be able to sell the public on, like, no, 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 This one's different because it's taller. Like, that's a fuck of a job. I'm, oh, hell yeah. I'll give them due credit for that. Yeah. And, you know, something I want to throw out there really quick, too. I've seen a lot of people like calling Orion like a budget giga coaster. Um, I wouldn't really say it's a budget giga because I don't know if you guys are aware, but the price of steel has gone up like way up over the last few years. So they're basic. They're spending the same amount on Orion as they did on Fury three two five only six years ago. Not a politics podcast, but not surprised. Yeah, I mean, just throwing it. It's facts, you know. It's not- just. Yeah, not trying to dive too deeply into that one, but I'm not surprised oh, at yeah. all. Yeah, I mean, the price of steel is up. It's, you know, it's just, 
they're spending the same amount. Yeah, yeah. And Ben was saying last night we were recording and he was saying that like, you know, the difference between 287 and 300 is probably like another two, three million dollars. Whereas they can pull off the 300 foot drop and not have to spend that extra couple million. Right. Yeah. To add 13 feet of height, you know, exactly. It's not worth it. Like, especially not at Kings Island. They know people are going to show up and ride it anyway. You know, and that that's, that's the whole thing with me too. Like, all of these, all of these people bitching and moaning about it. Like we're all going to the park to ride it. Like you know you're going to ride it. <laughs> so, and Kings Island is aware of that. Like they, all they have to do is build it, and we'll we'll all show up to ride it. So I may or may not have already committed to not riding it. <laughs> I, <was> gonna, <laughs> I said I was going to wait in the line and then just uh, go down the exit. But. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see just do like a, a peaceful protest yeah. not a giga wear, wear a giant a shirt with giant letters and not a giga and just like walk through the station make an announcement you know, there's there's probably going to be a lot of people doing stuff like that too yeah oh yeah I hope so it'd be great yeah it'll be pretty funny for sure but I mean at the same time if you're seriously bitching about it Fuck off. You're getting a new B&M. Go yeah, move to goddamn Kansas City and tell me how I mean, bad you got it. It's a $30 million coaster with a 300-foot drop. Like, what do you got to complain about? Exactly. Go move to, you know, Kansas City where Worlds of Fun is your home park. Or, <laughs> you know, Minnesota where Valley Fair is your home park. Yeah, go ride exactly. fucking Wild Thing. <laughs> that thing's not a hyper. For real. So, like, shut the fuck up. Be happy you got a brand new B&M that's big. If you want to debate what's a giga or not, I'll probably be on your side just because it's fun to troll people. But (laughs) (laughs) that's a different story entirely. Um, We got a couple easier questions to ease it on down from all the hot takes. Um, Yeah. So do you have any buffet horror stories? Uh, yes, and it nice. involves a theme park. Um, nice. So at Dollywood's Buffet, um, by the way, that buffet nice. is amazing. Um, <laughs> it doesn't have to do with the food, but the Dollywood has freaking amazing food, and they have this really good like home style cooking buffet. Oh my gosh, it is fantastic! But you know, it's all you can eat. So when I went in December, um. It was my mom and dad, me and my niece and nephew. Um, my nephew wanted to go back up and get some more food because, you know, it's it's an all you can eat buffet like you're allowed to do that. So he went now this it was really busy when we went to Dollywood, like very, very busy. There was a huge line in this restaurant and the way that it was going out, the line was going out the building. And there was like tons of people up there, like trying to get their food. So my nephew, when he went up to get more food, he basically had to just like get in front of somebody. Um, And there was this guy that apparently was just like being an asshole to him um, for, you know, going up to get more food. 
like like he was actually going to go way back to the line of people who hadn't even paid yet. Um, oh no! So, but basically, um, there there was this there was another couple that was behind, um, like right in the line where my nephew and this guy that was you know saying whatever to him. There was this couple, and the guy in this couple was like getting like super pissed about what this guy was saying to my nephew and like the wife Kate like approached us um, after all this happened. And she said that her husband was like wanting to beat the shit out of this guy. So I don't know exactly what he said to my nephew, but like, um, I, I guess that's my buffet horror story. Um, Jesus. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, th- this like, this couple, you know, they were like really nice. And like I said, they came up and talked to us and they're like, they're like, yeah, you know, we just had to say something because this guy was just like, you know, going off on him. And my nephew is like 10 years old. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. But it's like you pay for an all you can eat buffet and you're allowed to go up and get more food. Like, you know, you. So, you know, he, he got into a reasonable spot in the line, um, you know, where people were waiting to get their food. So, all right, hungry Southerners. <laughs> cool yeah, your God. shit. It's like a 10 year old's in front of you. They're not going to take the shit you want anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> They're 10. What do you want? Mac and cheese and a slice of pizza? Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. That's too bad. That sounds like very typical of, I don't know. I don't want to say the South, but like any like parks parks that are in more rural areas. Yeah. 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 So here's a weird two-parter for you. Cotton candy. Is it candy or is it a snack? It's candy. No second thought about it. Yeah, I'm with you on that. No second thoughts for me. To me, it's always been candy. All it is is sugary fluff. Um, It's it's candy. Like there's there's nothing to me that constitutes calling cotton candy a snack because to me, if I eat a snack, I'm actually eating something somewhat substantive. You know, Um, cotton candy is literally just sugar. So. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be in complete agreement. There's, like, cotton candy's not going to help you if you're hungry. Right, Maybe exactly. Maybe for five minutes, but, like... Yeah, not not even for me. Like, it to me, it's just, like, it's nothing. <laughs> and, I mean, it dissolves right in your mouth as you're eating it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure I know the answer, but... Cotton candy or ice cream? Ice cream all the way, baby. I ice can't disagree. I um, yeah, I, ice cream is is hard for me to to stay away from. I, I love ice cream. So, I mean, we were just trying to think of a fun amusement park question. So, it came down to that. But I don't know if we ever have someone pick cotton candy then I think it's maybe a sign that we're getting guests that are way too young for our show. <laughs> well, here's here's another question then. Do you prefer Fast Lane or Flash Pass? 
Um, I I actually have not been to Six Flags Park as of yet. Um, so I I don't and I don't really have a preference because honestly I'm this is a whole nother topic that I could go on about, but I'm I'm not really a fan of like the whole fast pass or fast lane systems. Um, so so yeah. <laughs> well, if I guess to broaden on Ben's question, since we're going off script, like how about fast pass like Disney offers versus okay. like a fast lane like Cedar Fair offers? Um, so with Disney, is it basically like the same kind of thing where you just get into like a a preferred line that's ideally a lot shorter? Is 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 that basically the same thing for Disney? Same idea, but with Disney, you get assigned a time, but also you don't pay extra for it. It's included with your admission. Oh, okay. Now that I that I could go for. Um, I actually think that's really good. Um, because I feel like it would help everybody out, you know. So you wouldn't ideally you wouldn't have to wait in lines all day. Yeah, I, I think that's actually actually sounds like a pretty good system. I don't know how it actually works out. I think it's good if you can book the fast passes you want. Obviously, there's a limited amount, and it's all like based on time windows. Okay. Much like Cedar Fair, it fucks up the standby line. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, all this shit's already in place. Nobody's changing it. And with, I'm just going to, I'll be really brief, but I just want to say, like, when it comes to, like, the Cedar Fair parks, and, um, well, specifically Cedar Point, I've noticed especially, um, it really bothers me a little bit that they charge, you know, a pretty substantial amount extra so you can get like a fast pass, but it seems like they're not limiting the number. Like, I feel like they should limit it to less people being able to get it in one day. Yeah. Or they or they need to like raise prices to sort of price people out a little bit so it's a little bit more exclusive. Because yeah, the way so- it is right now, like they're they're just selling a shit ton of those. And I've yeah. been there I've seen those lines on days where they sell out of the fast passes, and the fast pass lines are still two hours long. <laughs> yeah, so which uh, is- six flags is our the six flag system is is I think it's capped and there's a virtual there's more of a virtual queue. Um, Cedar Fair is just a free for all where it's a second line and they sell. So what they do is they sell, they sell based on crowds, but they also like, they're supposed to like have a, you know, like kind of an interval, like, I don't know, two standby for every one fast lane or whatever. But what happens is, and I've witnessed this so many times in the last year where like I was riding the beast and what they were doing is the fast lane line got so long that they would just only send through fast lane people for like, for like 20, 30 minutes. Oh, holy shit. That's awesome. So like, so you're just standing in the standby line and you're not moving. Like I, I wow. didn't move in the station for like 30 minutes. Wow. Because I just kept letting fast lane people through. Um, God damn. And that that's frustrating for, you know, people in the regular line, but also, if I like if I was one of those people that bought a fast lane and spent all that extra money on it and it was like a really busy day and I still had to wait two hours in the fast lane lines like I would kind of feel cheated because 
that that's just insane. Like if you're buying something like that, you shouldn't have to wait, you know, two hours or more still, right. you know, and all they really need to do is just kind of go to like a, you know, reservation a, system or like a punch card. You know, you, you, you get to skip every ride once or you get to skip yeah. the roller one time and still charge the same amount because people are still going to pay for it yeah true yeah that, that's that would work pretty good i think well cedar fair if you're listening please like, switch your system I, and I, I feel like they're aware of that and they're probably going to be messing around with that more in the future um, well the thing is, is that they don't care because people their their goal is to get as many passes sold so that way you revisit the park. So you know what I mean? Like they don't care that you don't ride everything in one day because they know you're just going to yeah. buy the whole class and come back in a week. Or Yeah, a that's a – yeah, absolutely. That's a good point. Yeah. And so that's what that's what the, that's the model that Six Flags went to, you know, selling super cheap passes. Um, yeah. Not really caring about the guest experience but just trying to get you to come back as many times as possible. Yep. We know you couldn't use your dinner credit last time. Come on back and get it this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, All right, ben. so I gotta I gotta bounce in a few minutes, so heads up. All right, well let's uh let's take it home. All right. We uh like to wrap up here by tra- paying tribute to a dead ride. And since you're our guest here, Dale, why don't you go ahead and you pick it? What ride All are we paying tribute to? All right. Um, I, I know this has been done on the show before, but um, I, I went with Big Dipper at Geauga Lake. Um, I, I got to experience this ride many times. It's one that I miss. It was a, a fantastic coaster. Lots of great airtime um, and just all around a really fun ride. And uh, it sucks that it's gone now. So, yeah, good pick. That was a good ride. It was fantastic. That was an old ass ride, too. Oh yeah, it opened in 1925. So, which coaster was that? I missed it. Big Big Dipper at Geauga Lake. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. That was a really good ride, and like, I felt like that was such a good centerpiece for the park. Oh yeah, that was definitely like the standout ride of the park. I think I wouldn't say it was the best ride there, but it was like the it was like the icon for the park. Um, so. And I'll throw it out there again. If that lady that was trying to save it is out there listening, we really want you on the show. Oh my god! And yeah. also, yes, yeah, let's yeah. Have her, let's and have if her any on of our like Don, <laughs> if any of our listeners have more information about that, also, please send it to us. We want all the info about that. Because that was such a weird thing. God, that was so good. But that's a great pick, man. And definitely, I'll I'll drink to Big Dipper, without a doubt. Oh, hell yeah. The placement in the park and like being right next to that lake, too. It was perfect, yeah. Yeah, that was a great ride. Like I said, lots of great airtime. It always ran really well. Um the restraints were awesome. I mean, there there was basically nothing. Yeah, man, great ride. It's a bummer it's gone now. Yeah. And it'll be a Costco or whatever the fuck. 
But on a more positive note, I want to say, go fucking check out Dale's channel, man. Coaster Daddy. Come on over. Check it out. I, uh, I do I do a live stream every Saturday. That's that's pretty fun. So if you guys want to join that, uh, it's called Coaster Cafe. So lots of unique videos and stuff. So totally. Yeah. So go give him go check out his videos on YouTube. Give him a follow on Instagram. You got content out there all the time. Yep. And anybody that I've had people message me and I love talking to the fans. So, you know, if you want to message me or, you know, whatever, go ahead. It's good to hear from you. So same here. None of us want to be unapproachable. We're all just a bunch of nerds. It's all about having fun. You know, it's all about, you know, that's the whole idea of being online and being part of the community is just getting to know people, having fun, riding coasters. So exactly, exactly. So, uh, yeah, man, definitely go check out Dale's channel. Um, while you're out there in the internet, it would really help us out a ton if you left us a five-star rating and gave us a review on whatever app you're listening to this podcast with. Uh, I know most of you are listening with Apple Podcasts, so that helps us out a ton. Please, I know it takes a couple seconds and you gotta sign in, but it helps us out a shit ton. So please just leave us the five stars and say whatever you like. If you say I want a favorite, if you say I want a your favorite coaster sucks shirt, first one to do it, I'll buy you a shirt. I know Ben, nobody took you up on your offer for a free shirt. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of sad about that. So I'll put this one out there. I mean, hey, maybe maybe somebody still will. I don't know. We didn't give a statute of limitations. If you leave us a five-star review, a five-star review with a comment that says, I want a Your Favorite Coaster Sucks shirt, by the time we release our next episode, I will send you a Your Favorite Coaster Sucks shirt. But you got to leave us five stars. That's the deal of a lifetime. That's pretty wicked. Yeah. Free shirt? Hell yeah. All you got to do is leave us a five-star review with a comment. So I'll be on the lookout for that, and I got you on the hookup. Um, give us a follow. We're on all the socials, Instagram, uh, Twitter, YFCS Pod, um, Facebook. We got one of those. We're all over the place. Type in your favorite coaster sucks, your favorite coaster sucks at gmail.com. You could send us an email. You can leave us a voicemail or even text us. At 312-572-9552. It's that easy. Send us a text. We'll hit you back. Send us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show. Simple as that. All that newfangled Um, texting shit. Yeah, right? Such a crazy technology. (laughs) Um, uh, Come meet us in Texas. If you're listening to this the day it drops, we are there tomorrow. Saturday, the 29th, Leap Year Day, we'll be at Six Flags Fiesta, Texas. Sunday, the 1st, March 1st, we will be at SeaWorld San Antonio. Come on out, meet us, we'll be drinking some beers, we'll ride some rides, it'll be a great fucking time. So come on out, thank you so much for listening, and until next time... Your favorite Oh.
2018 was a fantastic year for the coasters. 2019 looking to be somewhat mediocre. Lightning rod running on the regular. Gotta put your head up like you on a banger. Just found out Gwazi's get in RMC. You say the wood was rotted like the hell you mean. Put your hands up if you ready for 2020. Know about rods left and right before we even confirm it. Yeah. DJ Chain Dog. We the best coasters. Pull down those clamshells. We about to invert this zero-G roll-on itself. So we got Intamin in the USA. Hell, must have frozen over. Nope. Just at Disney. SNS in charge, they be hyping it up. We know the real players will come out on top. Opening day right around the corner. Getting sick and tired of indoor kitty coasters. Need this blackout thrill run through my veins. Gotta get on Fury 325, Max Force, and Millet. Bring me the ejector.